This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Happy summer solstice. It's that also. And uh, happy celebration of our first ever Juneteenth holiday. It's been quite a week. Quite a week. So we, with Unity Central Oregon, we are extremely inclusive. It's part of our DNA. We welcome you here. Doesn't matter the color of your skin or who you love or what your sexual preference is, any of your, your, your native-born language, any of those things. We celebrate diversity and difference. So we welcome you here no matter what. And with that, we would love to have you join us in saying our mission statement. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. I'm Sylvia Hayes. I'm going to be the platform host today, and the fabulous Reverend Jane Hyatt is going to be giving our talk and leading our meditation. And with, yeah, woohoo! And with that, we're going to hear from um, Soulshine. From our feet, can you stand up and sing with us? Ah, oh, I miss you guys. Eric's gonna lead this one. It's called "I Send My Love" by the fabulous Karen Drucker. I send my love over the mountains. I send my love over the sea. I send my love into the heavens, and it returns to me. Sing along. I send my love. I send my love over the mountains, over the mountains. I send my love over the sea. My love over the sea. I send my love into the heavens. I send my love into the heavens, and it returns to me. It returns to me. I send my love over the mountains. I send my love over the over the sea. Send my love into the heavens, and it returns to me. Send my love. Send. Heavens and it 
Awesome. Thank you, Soul Shine. And now the fabulous Claire, our princess of celebrations, is going to lead us through some celebration sharing. And then we're going to hand off, right? Here I am. Were you, were you missing me, Dave? Good morning, everyone. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Um, okay. Well, first, before we do celebrations... If you guys came in the past few weeks, we've been handing out that little form that says for asking for volunteers. So if you, last week we didn't get any back. So that's why I'm up here to be Miss, Miss Bossy Pants. And we're actually doing pretty good, but I think we need a couple more people for cleaning. Maybe, Russell, do we need a couple more people for greeters? Yeah, we could use a couple more. So look on that form. If you, there's something that is interested, interesting to you, I mean, cleaning is like, Three hours every six weeks, okay? Greeter is coming here 30 minutes and, and helping for a little bit afterwards. So it's not a big time commitment, um, and, but we could really use your help. So if you can fill that out. And then when the greeter baskets go around, stick your form in there. If you're not av- available to volunteer, that's totally fine. And just stick your empty, your blank form back in there so they can reuse those. Got it? Yeah? Check? Okay. Okay. Business done. Now it's time for celebration. So our first one online, Lisa Jordan, she's celebrating all kinds of men in her life because you know what today is? Father's Day, right? So I'm celebrating that my son came from Eugene. There's my son, Kai, to come and see his pops on Father's Day. And Lisa Jordan is celebrating her dad. Who? Oh, there we go. Oh, hi. Nate got it. He's getting a thumbs up. Um, celebrating her dad, who is up in heaven, who is a wonderful man. She is celebrating her husband, who is an amazing dad and grandfather. And she's selling her grandson, Grant, who is turning 20 today. So all kinds, she's got all kinds of men to celebrate in her life today. Okay, who has a celebration here? Let's see. Surely somebody has. Okay, Charlie. I'll come right back. Okay. Charlie's, Charlie hasn't been here. Well, we, none of us have been here for a little while, so you mean, so... Thank you. Um, I had a very good two-hour conversation with my dad on the phone this morning, and I haven't seen him in a while. He lives down in California, and it was very nice reconnecting, hearing all the crazy stories he can tell me. <laughs> yeah. Nice of you to call your dad for Father's Day. Okay, we got another one over here. Dale. Okay. Dale. It's spelled weirdly, but I understand your confusions. So... After living on the West Coast and in Central Oregon for the past 22 years, I've decided to do something different, and I've joined AmeriCorps, and I'm going to be going to Missouri from August of this year till July of next year. Nice. We wish you an amazing adventure. Good for you. Oh, look, and somebody's going to miss you. Yeah. All right, who else has a celebration? Any other dads to celebrate or wonderful things happening in your life? Who? Do oh, you have a celebration? Yay. What is it? You get to hold the microphone. Um, I'm celebrating about, I'm, I'm celebrating because my birds, um, they died when I was on vacation, and I'm celebrating Tucker's birthday. Tucker's birthday? Mm-hmm. Tucker is one of my birds. Happy birthday, Tucker. Okay, Anne-Marie. Let's see. I think you can guess mine, and that is school's out for summer. Oh, my gosh, yes. And after this year, Anne-Marie's ready for a little bit of a break, and all those teachers deserve a nice summer break, right? Okay, we're going to wrap it up with one more. Anyone have one more? Eric. Okay, here you go. I'm celebrating my dad. Um, because I had kind of a weird moment. Uh, my girlfriend, one of her kids, and I kind of bonded over wrestling around. And it didn't even dawn on me till after it was done that my dad and I used to do that. And uh, it was just kind of a weird thing because um, it's like he's, I don't know, it's like passing it on somehow. It was just kind of neat. So anyway. Thank you for sharing. Okay. 
And then all of you out there, make sure if you're watching online, on the live stream, you can chat. If you're watching through the website, then you can, if you make this window for your screen smaller, you can see the chat on the side. So feel free. If you guys have other celebrations to share, please put them in there. We always love to hear them. All right. And back to you. Who are we going to? Oh, Jane. Miss Jane is on. Thank you. do meditation right now so I'd like to invite you to close your eyes if you're comfortable doing that and just focus on your breath coming in and out it's that breath of life and today as we celebrate our fathers who give us life and we we celebrate the summer solstice and the life-giving nature of the sun Let's be very intentional in our breath, celebrating the life that we are given. And as we breathe in, I invite us to move into a space of gratitude. And in the silence, I invite us to remember In this past year that's been such a difficult, challenging year, where have the kindnesses been shown to you or where have you been gifted the opportunity to show kindness to another? What is it that you're grateful for? And perhaps when you think of your father, besides the gift of life, what are some of the little things that show up for you? Like Eric mentioned his, his father wrestling with him. What are some of the, the little moments that fill your heart with gratitude? So in the silence, we're just going to become receptacles for gratitude and let the memories flow in. Let's come back from this space. And we're going to have a time of sharing now as we've been doing the last couple of weeks. And during this time, I'd like you to find someone who you do not live with to share what you are grateful for, especially in this last year. What are some of the examples of of kindness that you received or you were able to show? What, what are you grateful for in this last year? So we'll just take a few minutes to do that now. Make sure that each of you has a turn to do that. And find a partner you might have to get up and move in order to find someone you don't live with. And if you're online, I invite you to do that in the chat. And if you don't feel comfortable doing it in the chat, then just write in a journal.
he's doing that. sharing uh, I did. I had gratitude both for my biological father who has already passed and also for my late godfather who's passed. So I appreciate that, Jane, very much, that focus. You know, we're going to go into prayer now, and I know I've said it so many times, but one of the things that I've loved most about unity is affirmative prayer. We don't beseech to a God out there. We align with divine consciousness. And um, Reverend Hyatt and I had the, the fortune to attend the Unity People's Convention, which was all this week, their big worldwide convention. And um, it was online this year. They did an unbelievable job of an online um, event, by far better than anything I've experienced during COVID. But one of the things that was really interesting during their business meeting, which is where they, you know, it's like a board meeting that we, that we have, um, they have a position on their board that is called the keeper of the flame. And that is a person who holds a spiritual space throughout that board meeting. And they started having tremendous technical difficulties getting whatever they were using to do the voting and everything that we have to do as part of a board meeting. And this beautiful keeper of the flame, who is one of the best prayers you've ever heard, she just interrupted the process and said, and, and, and said, you know, as keeper of the flame, I would like to take us to prayer. And she just affirmed the technology working, everything being divine order. It was so powerful and profound. It was such an interesting example of spiritualized governance and the tech worked perfect after that so um yeah it was really really beautiful so i'm going to go into prayer but remember we also have an online prayer claim form easy to get to on our website those of you who are uh, watching this online right now you can click on it right now It's such a powerful service that this community delivers because not only does our prayer team hold your prayer claims uh, for a week, I think it is, then we send them on to Silent Unity at Unity Worldwide and they get prayed over for a month. So it is really, um, really worth doing. With that, mm, retrieving some of Jane's meditative energy. We align ourselves with oneness, with the divine of which we are all extensions. And we know, we claim, whatever need we may have in our our physical human life right now, financial security, the flow of resources, health, Stability and, and, and healing for a loved one. We just know that these things are our inheritance. They are our divine birthright. They are everyone's divine birthright. All the fathers out there, still here on the planet, somewhere else now, we just affirm them in beautiful, perfect divine masculine energy knowing exactly who they are and fulfilling that powerful role of fathering we give deep gratitude for that energy for the roles that they fill knowing that goodness abundance wholeness is the absolute right of everyone hearing these words and everyone across this planet. We say thank you, and so it is. And we're going to do our affirmative prayer together. Love is our ultimate reality, everywhere present and whole. It radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world as we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now 
we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer healed and illumined by love. And so it is. Soul shine. Within and know I am. Be still and know I am. Let go and know I am. I am. I am. tell you it's to you that I would run you were the place that I could always rest my head when my world had come undone cause I've been wrestling with my demons but telling me I have no choice How I wish that I could lean upon you now Amidst the chaos and the noise Your light buried the dark A constant unwavering heart You were the well to cool my fury Deep and calm your waters feel Your quiet words are soft to soothe my wayward soul It was there I learned to heal Your light buried the dark A constant, unwavering heart That you can hear me Through the ravages of time You have carried me through more than you could know I still feel your hand in mine Your light buried the dark 
constant unwavering heart your light buried the dark a constant unwavering heart I want to read a poem from Donna Benjamin that is dedicated to her father, Isaac Ellenand Benjamin, and it's called What I Miss the Most. What I miss the most is holding my father's hand. That simple, comforting act was as if there was a portal of protection that opened up, and in that moment, that precious moment, I felt safe, cared for, and expansive. The world fell away, and there was only a vortex of love, a timeless moment in a stormy sea of life. Those hands held books that he read to me at night. Those hands held mine as we walked to elementary school together. He would say goodbye a block away, then watch from the corner to make sure I got there safely. He told me this decades later as a reflection of his love for me, wanting me to feel independent, yet reassuring me he was always there for me. Those hands split the steaming hot salt bagel we got on the ride home from our Sunday bagel runs to Oasis on Horace Harding Boulevard. Just him and me, sneaking one in before we got home to share with my mother and brother. (laughs) Best bagel ever. Those hands held miniature golf clubs that he swung to be there for me in my teens. Those hands drove me to endless parties and gatherings until I could drive, and most especially to college. Those were my favorite trips, a six-hour drive of catching up and airing some trepidations about what's to come in that semester. And he would always reassure me, you're going to do great, kiddo. And the times we got to dance together were magical and special. If your father is still here, call him, write to him, see him. I know it's complicated. I could write volumes, yet in the end, it is half of what makes us who we are. Our lineage is tied to all of his lineage. Known or unknown, that special bond is unbreakable. If your father is gone, know that he did his best to make the world right. And if he stumbled, it might have been because his father did. Forgive. Love never dies, and the hand that you hold today passes along the love exponentially, and the world is made right again. What I miss the most is holding his hand as he lived his last months in rehab in the hospital. I created that portal of love for him, And he left knowing he was loved and appreciated. What I miss the most is holding my father's hand. That's so beautiful, Donna. Thank you. She's an amazing poet. She wrote that last night. She just comes up with these things so spontaneously. Father's Day is complicated. It's really complicated because none of us got perfect fathers. Some of us got fathers that were really badly messed up, and some of us got fathers that are pretty darn good but not perfect. 
Some of, some of us got fathers that were gone completely, and we never knew them. And so, and then some of you are fathers, and you have your own complicated relationships with your kids. And just like mothers, you have the feeling that you didn't get it right. No matter what you do, you're messing up somehow because there's no perfect. We don't get it right. And we all have the choice of what we want to focus on. Are we going to focus on what they did wrong? Or are we going to focus on what they did right? In the sharing, Sylvia was sharing with me, you know, I know she'd had a complicated relationship with her birth father, and yet he was the one, she said, who taught her how to do all of these skills. So she was tearing out floorboards and peeling off popcorn ceiling and doing all this renovation during COVID in her house because her father taught her how to do that. And so she was really grateful for that fatherly influence. I look at things, you know, my father had a terrible temper, so much that I, I'm not cool with anger. It's, you know, talk about the dance of anger. I am like the character in Hitch. I am so awkward doing that dance of anger. I, I hate it because of my father. And yet my father also was the one whose tears would well up in his eyes when he said goodbye every time. My mother was kind of, you know, all right, goodbye. You know, not warm and fuzzy at all. But my dad was. My dad was the one he taught me. I remember because I worked in in, um, the merchandise department that he did in, in Foline's. And he taught me. Now you need to kibitz with the with the people that come, the customers, you don't you don't just be business like with them, chat them up, get to know them. That's how you make sales. But he was teaching me also just how to be a decent human being. You know, I, he had a standing offer to teach me how to smoke cigarettes because he was a chain smoker. And when I called my cards on that and I said, "Okay, I want to learn." Um, he talked to me about why did I want to learn, and it was because somebody sometime might offer me a cigarette, and I wanted to be able to look cool. And so instead, I got a March to Your Own Drummer lecture that night, just the two of us. And nobody ever offered me a cigarette because I wasn't even cool enough to be offered one. So. But, but he saved me from that because he could have just said, all right, here's how you do it and, and taught me. So, you know, it's, I have beautiful, beautiful memories of him and also memories that are more difficult. And I know that that's true of every one of you. Some of you were raised by a man that wasn't your birth father, But I read this quote today about being able to raise a child, being brave enough to raise a child is what makes you a father. It isn't isn't just the genes. It's that bravery because it's a brave act. Fatherhood is complicated in our culture because it's ever-evolving. There was a time when a father's job was to bring home the bacon, right? And if you were mouthing off to your mother while he was at work, then his job was to smack you and get you back in line. That was his job. And if he did that, it was good. But that isn't true today. All of the people who were in my vintage got spanked, right? It was, you were an unusual person if you didn't get spankings, if you're my age. But there were no spankings with my kids. And so I know that that was uneven. It isn't like all of a sudden this year hit and everyone stopped spanking. It's an, it's an evolutionary process. But if you were to survey fathers today the likelihood that they're spanking is way, way, way down. 
they had to be raised in a very abusive home and, and not able to make that transition to consciousness for them to still be spanking. For most people my age, our, our fathers were not terribly emotional. They weren't big on saying, I love you. But that's not true today. The men who are fathers today are having snuggling time with their kids. They tell them, I love you. They're they're embracing the feminine side of themselves as well as the masculine. And we're we're having a society where we don't have such sharply divided gender roles. People get to be way more fluid in how they express, way more whole. And that affects fathering. And it's not fair to judge the fathers of yesterday on the standards of today. We stand on their shoulders. Because of who our parents were, we get to be the parents that we have been. And our children will get to be the parents that they get to be. There's some of you sitting here today, little girls, that will have children someday, perhaps. And the world that you bring children into will be completely different than the world we know. And all we can do is celebrate who they are as they are. There's this wonderful story in the Bible about the prodigal son. And the prodigal son is the screw-up in the family. And then there's the other son who's the perfect child. And there's the father who loves them all because he cannot see that there is a difference between them and him. Because Everything that he is, is theirs. When we talk about God as a father, which is a metaphor, not a reality, it's a metaphor, a way to think about something that is so big that there are no words for it. And so we stumble with human words and images and try to understand what cannot be understood. We we think about God as a father because there is a love that is present in all that is. We are created from love. Now, of course, this only works if you had a loving father because if you didn't, then you have a you know, twisted idea of God and, and it works better if you just go into the transcendent and skip that metaphor. <laughs> but... <laughs> But the whole idea is that when in that story of the prodigal son, the one that's the screw-up goes off and he explores, he lives. He goes out and tries new things. And he's kind of selfish, and he messes up. Until, and finally he comes to his senses and he says, maybe I, you know, I could get a job working for my father. Maybe I could, I could be a servant. And his father is like, no way, you're my son, let's have a feast, you're back. You're, you're, part, you're recognizing again that what I am is what you are. You are claiming the heritage. And that's what we talk about in unity. When we talk about the 12 powers, the 12 powers are these qualities like faith and strength and, and life and love, wisdom. They are not outside of us. They are part of all that is, and we can claim that because we are of the divine. And that's what the father is saying to the prodigal son. And then the perfect son is saying, hey, what do you mean you're giving him a party? I've been here doing all the work. I've been, I've been perfect. Where's my party? And the father says to him, don't you understand Everything that I have is yours. You are of me. We are one. That's what he's telling him. 
So for all of us, whether we have considered ourselves screw-ups or perfect or somewhere in between, whatever it is we've aspired to be in life, we need to know that we are of the Father. We are the creative life force here expressing When I was preparing for this talk, I've been reading this book called The Spiritual Child. It's by Lisa Miller. It's a wonderful book, the parts that I've read so far. And I read something so surprising in here. She was talking about how they've done all these studies. And so she was exploring this in 1997, just to peg it in time. They had done all these studies on mothers who were depressed and the likelihood of their children to be depressed and their grandchildren to be depressed. And they they had followed these families through 30, 40 years studying this. And what she discovered was missing was the whole element of spirituality. And she was really curious about how, how does that affect whether or not you're depressed? And what she discovered, she said she was on the subway one day, and, um, well, she was first standing on the subway station. This is in New York, and piles and piles of people, and they're all crowding onto the subway. And she was so surprised when she got on because they're all jammed on this hot day on one end of the subway car. And the other end of the car is empty, except for this one guy who is a homeless man and he's he's sitting there with this fast food box of chicken and he's yelling hey want to come sit with me you want some chicken and he's yelling that to everybody that got on and the people are just like and they're cramming on the other end of it so when she got on she went and she sat on his end kind of across from him but she didn't she didn't speak to him. And then at the next stop, this couple gets on, this very elegant grandmother and an eight-year-old granddaughter. And they are dressed up in their Sunday finest with gloves and pearls and all of this. And he does his thing. You know, everybody kind of watches because they know what's coming. And he says, hey, you want to sit with me? You want some chicken? And she said what she noticed was they just nodded to each other. And they went and they sat down beside him. And then he says, want some chicken? And they said, no thanks. Nodding to each other. And he had a couple of other things that he said and they would nod to each other and respond. And he he just calmed down. And she realized the nod between them was the grandmother transmitting to the granddaughter and the granddaughter transmitting her understanding that there was a spiritual principle at play here. Maybe you remember, if you've read the Gospels, whatever you do to the least of these, you do to me. That was Jesus' teaching that what we see out here in the community is the outpicturing of the divine. It's not separate. We cannot treat the divine any differently than we're treating the person who's right in front of us. And that was a spiritual teaching. And she was embodying unity's fifth principle, which is don't just talk about it and think about it, act. She was showing her granddaughter what does that look like to find the sacred everywhere. And so this was her the answer to what she'd been looking for. This is how it gets transmitted. And what she found was startling research results that when, when a mother had spirituality, it was like, eh, 
a little bit of a little bit less likely to pass on depression. If the child was spiritual, there was a little bit less tendency to pass on depression. But when there was a shared spirituality between parent and child, I mean, in this study it was mothers, but it would be the same with fathers, or any significant person in the child's life. So it could be a grandparent, it could be an uncle or an aunt. It could be a pastor or a coach or a teacher. But someone who had a significant role, when they shared the same spirituality, the results went up to 80% less likely to pass on depression. And when you looked at the third generation, so now we're talking about the grandchildren, it went up to 90%. Think about the epidemic of depression we have in our world. Think about the medications that have mixed effects. Think about all the strategies that we use. And if there were one that was 80 to 90% effective, wouldn't you want it? We, here at Unity have that available to us. We came, people in my generation, came through a period of time when the traditional religions that we were raised in stopped working for most of us. If we're sitting here, probably they're not still working for us or we'd be sitting there. So, Whenever you go through, like think about a, a, a crab that outgrows his shell, he's got to run naked to find another shell that it now fits. And so we all did that culturally. We went from one looking for another, but in the in-between we didn't really have something. And so there's a generation that gets caught in there perhaps that really didn't get that spiritual teaching. But we have a chance now with the generation in front of us. And the thing that's so beautiful about it is it doesn't have to be a religion. It's spiritual principle that we're teaching. And so even, like I I read that because I had a strong Catholic upbringing I definitely shared with my parents that tradition. And I'm not prone to depression at all, even though I have a mom that is. But when I raised my kids, I didn't have a tradition to share with them because I was in that in-between place. But I did teach them about nature I did teach them about Mother Earth and respecting Mother Earth. And I loved them. I loved them deeply and I showed it. And that love, that love is protective. So what I want to say to all of us is recognize the importance of that. Really, love the children that are in our lives. We create, as a community, we create a field of love that is supportive of parents, that is supportive of the children, that makes love more tangible in our world. This is a gift. When we say in our mission statement every week, we are here to embody love This is not fluffy words. This is a mission. We are here to love one another actively. We all know, if we have been parents, that there are days when loving that child is a mountain to climb because they have done stuff, you know, whether it's just... And they won't stop, or it's done something, they got in trouble with the law, whatever it is. 
There have been days when it's been so hard. And that's when having a field of love to support us is so valuable. And we get to be that for one another. Right now, we're small as a group, again, because of the fragmentation that happened during COVID. But that's just for now. That won't be forever. People will feel safe again. People will come back. We've already reached people that didn't know about us until we went online. There are people in this room who are members today. I'm looking at Laurel. She's one. She didn't ever get to be in this building until COVID had already happened. She hadn't found us. There are other people that are, are just finding us today. Brian's another one. He, was, he came after COVID and the shutdown. So our, our reach is moving out and we have to have faith and know that that's true. And as we know that is truth, as we really embody the love that we are and reach out to others with us, we create the field of love that makes more love happen. There's no scarcity. Love begets love. And the more we love, the more there is to share. So, On this Father's Day, let's not only love our fathers, let's not only respect ourselves if we are fathers, but let us father the world in being a source of love. Because that's why we are here. Namaste. Just to keep us all fed If I could do things over I'd live my life 
again and never take for granted the love in daddy's hands daddy's hands were soft and kind when i was crying daddy's hands were hard as steel when i'd done wrong Daddy's hands weren't always gentle, but I've come to understand There was always love in Daddy's hands Daddy's hands were soft and kind when I was crying Daddy's hands were hard as steel when I'd done wrong Daddy's hands weren't always gentle, but I'd come to understand there was always love. There was always love in Daddy's hands. up with our singers today, but maybe we ought to have more Father's Day. Good gracious, you guys. Awesome, both of you, and Dave as well. Really, really beautiful. And Jane, great talk. You know, there's um, uh, one of the threads through A Course in Miracles that I work with a lot is that giving and receiving are the same. And we actually live in a culture where we think about giving things away, right? You're diminished when you give. But there's no greater example than love that it really is giving is receiving, especially with love. So that was fabulous, really pretty. All right, now is the time where we invite you to give of your time, your talent, and your treasure. Uh, that's how we keep this this place going. That's how we keep this community growing. It's easy. There are easy ways to do it. You can text in an offering. The ushers are going to be um, bringing a basket around. You can drop money in directly. You can go on the website and and um, make an offering online. What was that, Dave? Yeah, cash always works. Money, money always works. And this is also a great place to drop in those volunteer forms because your talents and your time is another way of supporting this community. And while you're doing that, I have something here that Sylvia doesn't know about, but I want to honor Sylvia Hayes because she... She did the whole season for nonviolence, not season for the earth. She was the person that organized that whole thing. She did a lot of talks. She's on the ministry path. She did a brilliant job of just stepping in as a practice senior minister. And so I have this book, The Art of Connecting with Nature, that I want to give you. Thank you. And... And also, if you don't know, Sylvia recently was honored with a certificate. Um, (laughs) She's in the um, Unity Worldwide Ministries urban program, and she completed three courses in advanced metaphysics. Four, actually? It's a year long, yeah. Yeah, and, and learned so much. And so she was one of three, the first three that have completed this new program, and I'm just so incredibly proud of you. So. Oh, thank you so much. You're, You're awesome. <laughs> I... Uh, yeah, I didn't do it. To, I did not do that to myself. Um, you know, I will say, though, I'm so lucky to be on this ministerial path in this community because it's so supportive. And anyone who's worked with Jane knows she is not hesitant to push you out of the nest. So um, she's helping me fledge and, and step up. All right. So let's pray over this abundance that's come flowing in here. 
We just absolutely affirm and trust that the resources flowing to and through this community, they bless the work here, they bless that field of love that we each are part of, and they empower us to spread greater light and love into our world. And let's go ahead and say together the blessing of the offering. From the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Thank you, guys. In my heart, in my soul. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you for it all. Thank you for it all. I got gratitude in my heart. I got gratitude in my soul. In my soul now. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you, thank you. I just want to say thank you for it all. Thank you for it all. Thank you for it all. Thank you. Um, and some announcements. We have a, um, Jane is going to be leading a prayer class coming up, as you can see uh, here. The, this affirmative prayer class is fabulous, and it just is a wonderful undertaking, and she teaches it just beautifully. Do we have other announcements? I think that's it. We're done. Have a beautiful Father's Day. I forgot the prayer of protection. I got, I got thrown off by my gift. Um, all right, let's say this together. The, the light, light of God, God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is, because I am. Feel free to sing along, because you know the words, you just said them. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God, the power of God protects me, I am the power of God, the presence of God watches over me, I am the presence of God, wherever I am God is, whoa yeah, wherever I am, wherever I am, wherever I am. Because I am, because I am, because I am.